This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Mock Draft 3.0 time, boys and girls. That's right. We are going to be picking all seven rounds for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, we haven't traded yet in any of our mock drafts. Should we maybe explore some trades? I don't want to do any trades as far as the, like, middle rounds are concerned because, like, that's just boring. It's boring. But we we can explore some trade offers we get in the first and second round if we'd like. In fact, let's do so. Let's open that up. So here's a question, Tom, before we get started. Yeah? Are we looking to trade up? Or are we looking to trade back? I would I think only with, look with, to trade back. Okay. And I also think because of where we are and the website that we typically use, because we're at pick 20, I think the draft has already, like, happened. So we're unable to, dra- to like, trade up, right? Well, we can still do that. I mean, we could uh, we can set it to make it so we oh, okay. can get on the phone with the team before they make their pick. But... I just don't think that that's necessary. I don't think you don't the Steelers agree with are our, going to trade up. You don't agree no, with our buddy Chad, Chad Ruder? Ryder. You hate that guy right now. But no, I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think that they should be in the business of trading up. If they wanted to explore potentially trading back, I don't know, that wouldn't be that necessarily big of a deal for me. I think that that's something that could be explored. So let's start this baby up. Let's get to pick number 20. And we do have two trade mm-hmm. offers here. The right, Carolina Panthers are on the phone. Whoa. Who did they go with, by the way, with their six? I don't know. Pick? I can't scroll up and find out until uh. we decide if we would like to make this trade with them or not. But the offers that they've sent us are okay. pick 137 in this year's draft. It's the only pick that we get uh. in this year's draft. So that's a mid-round pick. Next year, we get their first, second, and third-round picks in the 2023 draft if we trade back in this one. So we would have zero first-round picks this year, two next year, two second-round picks next year. And two third-round picks next year. I am inclined to just reject this trade and say that this is a stupid trade to even pro- to even put out there. There's no way a team would want to send this many picks to the Steelers unless they were worried that the quarterbacks are going off the board. I guess because they pass on the quarterback and they're worried that he's not going to be there by the time the beginning of the second round. I would still reject this trade, though. See, for our purposes, I would reject it just so that we can have a first-round pick. Right, I don't want to not have a first-round pick right now. if this were legitimate, I would say to the Steelers, you were so dumb if you don't take this trade. No one would offer you that, though. No one would ever offer it to you, but if somehow the Carolina Panthers front office was that poorly managed and they did offer it to you you have to take it the other team that offered a trade were the indianapolis colts they won our pick at number 20 for pick 42 so second round pick from the colts and a first round pick in the next year's draft we would also have to send them pick 241 in this year's draft though so once again you're not picking in that first round you're picking kind of late in that don't second like round. It. i don't like it i kind of want to take a guy that's on the board in this first round right now and i think if you waited too long to 42 you're gonna you know be hard pressed to find a really talented player to pick so i think we're good we're doing with the trades we're gonna take our pick at number 20 by the way carolina at number six since you asked took ikim Aquanu. at number six the offensive tackle out of north carolina state the pick right before them jacob at number five Malik Willis went to the New York Giants. Wow, the Giants. He slipped right in there and snagged Malik Willis. Our boy Jordan Davis went off the board at number 10 to the New York Jets. Matt Corral was the second quarterback taken at number 11 to the Washington Commanders. And the biggest surprise so far, right before we came on the clock here as the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 19 overall, 
the New Orleans Saints picked Sam Howell, the quarterback out of get North out of Carolina. Here. I'm not going to get out of here. I'm telling you the truth, man. So that leaves the Steelers on the clock here, and that leaves quarterback Kenny Pickett still on the board. And but, if you saw, if you've been paying attention, sorry, go ahead, but. It also but. leaves wide receiver Chris Olave. Mm. It leaves cornerback Andrew Booth Jr., and it leaves safety Daxton Hill on the board. So what I was going to say was, in a recent mock draft, once again, the Steelers have been predicted to take a quarterback. This time it's by NFL Network's Peter Schrager. He had the Steelers going with Kenny Pickett at 20 overall. Mm, which is right here for us right now. If we want to walk in line with Schrager. I'm still not inclined to make that decision. I am not either. It comes down to the offense or the defensive side of the ball for me. I've really thought Chris Olave looks amazing in playing at Ohio State in this build-up to this draft class. I would take Olave at, at this spot at wide receiver. I, I think he would be your number three immediately, but he could push both of those guys as far as becoming a number one. Now, I can hear arguments for Booth Jr. I can especially hear an argument for Daxton Hill, though, because that's the real one spot you have that you don't really have a starter, per se, ready to go if you had to play tomorrow, and Daxton Hill's someone that could come in and fix that immediately. Daxton Hill could easily do that. However, the Olave pick is the sexy pick, I think. But not uh, see, I would say that the Kenny Pickett pick is the sexy. Oh, uh, well, I'm not. I'm not including that as a possibility. I think we're just excluding him from our our player okay. pool right now. That's fair. So we'll get Kenny Pickett out of there. He'll go to some other team. Uh, do you fight me on Olave, or if I click draft player on Olave right here, you're okay with that? I think Olave is talented enough. We've seen what position players at schools like Ohio State, at Alabama, at LSU. They're just phenomenal. Would I fight you? No. Would I be upset if that's reality and that's what happens? No. Okay. Then I guess I'm going to pick Chris Olave, and we're going to call it a day. Olave to the Steelers at number 20. And, you know, it's interesting, the guys that we were just talking about, Andrew Booth Jr., he went one pick behind us to the Patriots. Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington, went to Green Bay. And Kair Elam from Florida So the next three picks were corners, and then Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan, ended up going to Dallas. So So. my only – I know you were higher on the corners, but the only thing that would keep me from going with Olave would have been Daxton Hill. However, Hill I don't think is talented enough to take in the first round for the Steelers to really fill up the position opposite of Minka, and so that's why it was easy for me to go with Olave here. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that that pick kind of just fell to us pretty nicely. Want to know where Kenny Pickett went? In the first round? He did go in the first round. He's not going to be starting next year. He's going to be holding a clipboard. To who? For for who? The GOAT. Oh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I don't hate that pick. Pickett at number 27. I don't hate that pick for Tampa Bay, if I'm not going to lie. Just a little, like, grooming kind of thing going on. Because, like I speculated on an earlier episode of The Standard, I think Brady might be gone no matter what at the end of this year, whether it be I retire or I'm just done with Tampa Bay. I want to move on. So might not be the worst thing to have a kid being groomed, especially because Pickett's biggest positive in this draft process has been this kid's the most draft or the most ready to play right away. So you take the kid that's the most ready to play right away, mm-hmm. but have him sit behind the goat and holding a clipboard for an entire season. That's, that's got to go at least mm-hmm. well. It's got to go well, right? I mean, uh, 
I don't see how that could be a bad thing. It's the same way that any quarterback who could have gone maybe a year earlier to the Steelers would have learned from Ben Roethlisberger. But, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, as much as we love him, isn't Tom Brady. I think it's a huge asset. And I think Pickett's game kind of models Brady's in a way. They're they're not the most mobile guy. Pickett's obviously more spry because he's, what, 25 or 30 years younger than Brady is, maybe even, yeah, four, right. maybe even 40 years younger than Brady. But they're not they're not like a Malik Willis. You know, one isn't like a Malik Willis and the other is not. They're both a typical quarterback. So I think it could easily help him. Now we work our way towards pick 52. No one offered us a trade for this pick, so no need to even explore that. Yeah, I guess no one really liked pick number All 52 right. for the Steelers. Well, should we examine who is left and then maybe make an offer ourselves? I think it kind of works out perfectly where he was second fiddle to Trent McDuffie at Washington, but Kyler Gordon, the cornerback out of Washington, like I just mentioned, number 53 overall prospect according to this draft database. McDuffie's pick, gone for sure, We're picking sure, at right? number 52. McDuffie went in the first round, yeah. yeah. But Kyler Gordon sitting there, number 53 overall. We're picking at number 52. I got Seems a question. like a match made in heaven, but— Got a question for you, Tom. Yeah? Is either Louis Cine or Jaquan Brisker there? They are not. They oh. both got taken. Okay. So those guys are off the board. The only other guy I look at at a position of need is, do you want to take your guard here and go with Sean Ryan, number 54 overall prospect, the guard out of UCLA, the best offensive lineman still on the board right now? I feel like the line is in better shape in a weird way than the cornerback room. Here's a question. The only other guy I don't I see any safety really around Tyler Smith, Bernard Raymond both gone, I'm guessing. Tyler Smith, Bernard Raymond, both gone, both taken off the board. So clearly, Ray Ryan is our best option. But Tyler I, Smith went to the Seahawks just a couple mm. picks in front of us. So, and Raymond went just a couple picks in front of him. The reason the I asked about those guys is because I think you're more in need for tackle depth than you are. Because now, if, if you if you bring in Ryan. That's your sixth interior lineman that you would have on your roster? I completely agree. Because, right, is that is that correct? You have Daniels and Cole, Green and Dotson, and Hasenauer. So that would be your sixth interior lineman. I think you're far – I think you're much better to address the tackle than you are a guard or center. Yeah, man, I don't think I could agree more. And as so far do as you the tackles on the board right now, I think we can wait until a third or fourth round to grab someone. And I think we it's got, a little early now for that. Yeah, so we got our stud receiver – do you think that now we get a guy to cover him in training camp? Kyler Gordon yeah. is the pick? I think it is. Let's do it. And again, I feel more comfortable with the interior offensive line depth than I As do with do the I. quarterback room right now. So track record drafting corners, not the best for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, hey, I, I think that they need to at least address it in this draft class. That It would be smart for them to do so now. We go on to pick number 84. I don't care about trades anymore. It's not fun anymore. It's just going to muck things up. But one team traded in front of us, two picks in front of us, and another team picked a safety as well. And that really screwed us because Kirby Joseph out of Illinois and Nick Cross, the Chiefs traded up to 82 to take him, the safety out of Maryland. So those are two guys that I think would have been pretty decent picks for the Steelers there. You need a safety, of course. But the two guys I got circled now that are still on the board, Jacob, Matthew Butler, number 83 overall prospect, defensive tackle out of Tennessee, or... Nicholas Petit Frere, number 87 overall prospect, and the best remaining offensive tackle on the board out of Ohio State. I think you go tackle. It I just depends on what letter too. it's in front yeah. of the T, the right. O or the D. 
I, I where where are you leaning currently? I'm honestly leaning more towards Matthew Butler, the defensive tackle. Uh, again, I just think you don't know much about Tuit still. You won't when the draft comes around. It's probably in your best interest to take another offensive or a defensive tackle here, especially because even if Tuit does play, you're still going to have to be building towards your future at that position. So I would take Butler. I, I know that that offensive tackle spot is one that you could I you want more depth at, but I don't know. That's could just I me. possibly make a counter argument to yeah. you? Yeah. You said the guy that we're looking for on the offensive side is Petit Fourier, right? Yeah, Ohio State. Ohio State versus Butler, who's playing at Tennessee. Tennessee. Does that do anything for you? Uh, Tennessee is a deep, good program. I mean, sure. he, he went up against really, really good offensive lines fighting each week in the SEC. But, yeah, I put a little more weight in Ohio State than I do Tennessee. However, though, I, th- I, I was just saying that kind of for an argument's sake. I think I'm going to— side with you take butler take butler just because there's still it it pains you to admit it there's still so much uncertainty with your defensive line right now i think just be good to have somebody in in place there i think Uh, i couldn't agree more i I think that's a a really well thought out argument from both of us we're really good at this (laughs) moving on into round four i mean hey tom the steelers are technically still in the market to hire their gm their their successor gm that's right uh, give us a ring, maybe. <laughs> now, this might just be one of those too-good-to-be-true moments, but pick okay, number 138 fell? here in round four. No one fell, but it just it matches up. Pick oh, okay. number 138, the number two overall remaining prospect. Oh, actually, no, excuse me. Scroll up a little bit. The number 127th overall hmm. prospect. We're picking at 138, so this is a little bit of a, of a, of a bonus here. Leon O'Neal Jr., the safety out of Texas A&M. Now, the other safety there is JT Woods out of Baylor. He's ranked a little bit lower, but I think you can't go wrong with either of those two guys, and I think that's the right pick to make here. Now, the prospect that fell the most is Jerome Ford, the running back out of Cincinnati, number 96 overall. I'm going to be okay to pass. I want to avoid on something yeah. like that, yeah. So I think Leon O'Neal Jr. out of Texas A&M or JT Woods out of Baylor is Yeah, the pick. I mean, I have no— You need a safety! and I, I have no real read on either of these guys. If O'Neal's, what, 10 picks or 10 spots ahead of Woods— I'm okay with that. But the thing is, you need a safety. and Sure, absolutely. Uh, do you trust the guy you picked at the very end of the fourth round as the guy who's going to come in and start? Y- you know what I mean? Like That's a pretty tall right, we- task for them to assign to that player. But it just worked out in the way that we drafted here that we wanted other players before we got to that safety. And you know that's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. <laughs> Uh, Tom, it's tough. I mean, can we explore? Maybe can we look at who's available on the offensive line? Maybe specifically for, the tackle position for pick two hundred eight, or mm-hmm. or this pick right here. For this pick right here, there's nothing really going on at the offensive tackle right now. I, I think that we missed our window there as far as that was concerned. I think O'Neill Junior is your pick because even if he's not, you know, a guy you're like, oh, he can start. You just want a guy there, right? You want a guy ready there in case he does have to start. Yeah, it's unfortunate that. This was clearly a position of need, but in the first three rounds, there were guys, there were also positions of need that we had to address, and the safety just kind of fell by the wayside, but it's still early enough that you could say there's there could be some upside here. So at pick 208, we skipped the fifth round. Steelers don't pick it in the fifth round, but in the sixth round, the Steelers... Wait, so we, we are going with uh, O'Neal here, right? Yeah, we picked O'Neal. Right. Safety out of A&M. So we got our safety there. Pick 208 
is an interesting one because there's not really an. This is where you kind of are running out of of of, of time now, right? You need to get that mm-hmm. offensive tackle in here. So, looking through this and looking at who the next best available offensive tackle is, we don't find him until we get down to. I just had him in front of me here. Apologies as I scroll. Jalen McKenzie trying to find him. No. Gene Delance. No. Logan yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ. It was uh, the last one you said. Gene Delance. What was his, how, what's his overall ranking? 230. 230 out of Florida. That's the guy. That's the best remaining tackle. Steelers pick at 225 at the beginning of the seventh round. I might be open you to might risking just wait. him still being there, but who do you and risk that And not even that, that because I think, too, Logan Bruss, I'm assuming, is still available. Yeah, from Wisconsin. So either of those guys, I can't imagine there's much of a disparity between the two. They'll probably be there at 225. One of the two of them will be there. So now at 208. Do you do something a little bold and take the number one eighty-seven overall prospect quarterback Brock Purdy out of Iowa State? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. S- <sighs> okay, so but you need you okay, need so, someone in that depth so Tom, chart, man. There's two ways of looking at it. Are we doing it from our perspective or the Steelers? Because we know the Steelers have said time and time again, all offseason long, we are going to address the quarterback room via the draft. They have been very It doesn't mean they're going to go with one of the big names, like even if it's a Corral or a Howell. So would it make sense for the Steelers to go quarterback here? Yes. Would it make sense for our purposes? No. You don't think so? I I think it wouldn't be a terrible idea because you need a third guy, and you didn't, at least in this draft that we did, get one of those big guys at the top of the draft. This is a guy that you can come in, maybe he has some upside, but most likely he's just a good number three quarterback that's going to be a decent arm, young, as athletic enough to, you know, run a practice squad if he has to, run a run a scout team <laughs> offense if he has to, and just learn about being an NFL quarterback without having any other pressure of being an NFL quarterback. I don't know if it's terrible. Now, the guys around him that we would pick, James, so, James okay, Mitchell, so, tight end out of Virginia Tech, not going to take him. Mm. Micah McFadden. Linebacker out of Indiana, Luke Kodeke, offensive guard out of Central Michigan, or another cornerback in Chase Lucas out of Arizona State. I don't know if you want to take a cornerback whose first name is Chase, though. Uh, bad omen there. You'll want him chasing wide receivers all across the field. My only argument not would be to skip on the quarterback position, but if you go quarterback, maybe look at Akil Glass out of A&M. Taller, bigger, more physical. You're talking about the cornerback? The quarterback. Quarterback? He's over not Brock Purdy. He's not available. Oh, he's not even available. No, he's not there anymore. Uh, Brock uh, Purdy's the best one you got, buddy. This is tough. This is this is what... <laughs> so we just made the joke about us being maybe the successors to Kevin Colbert. And then it gets really hard, right? And then we get to the the dog days or the the bottom of the barrel here in the draft and that's why kevin colbert's kevin colbert and the two of us are the two of us what if we just did this what if we decided screw it let's take gene delance here at 208 even though it's a bit of a reach because then you guarantee that you get your okay wait so i have have a theory as to what you're going to predict what you're trying to do he's going to fall to 225 and you take you take both yes but you you take the priority first just oh oh, oh, oh. you're saying you're saying the quarterback see i thought where you were going was you get Delance, and then you can assume Logan Bruss will also be there. You get, get two both tackles. tackles. Well, how about we do this then? Let's take Delance here. Yeah, that's fine with let's me. Let's see where it plays out. Sure. Let's see where it shakes out as we work our way through to this next pick. So Purdy did go 
Mm. In between us picking, he went to the Texans who traded into the sixth round again to grab Brock Purdy. I'm looking for the tackles right now to see if our guy from Ohio State still Wisconsin. available. Or Wisconsin. Yep, Logan Bruss is still there. I would take Logan Bruss right I now. Think it, I think back even to though, back on that tackle spot. Even though you lose Purdy, I'm I'm cool with taking two tackles. But again, here. I didn't really I wasn't married to Purdy, you know. No, I was just no, thinking no, no, about no, maybe Purdy. I mean, you're you're talking about a guy who <laughs> We we really have never said his name on the show until today. Until he showed up, right, mm-hmm. exactly, and, and right in front of us. So last pick of the draft, 241 in the seventh round for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you want to look at the quarterbacks I here? am looking at quarterbacks okay. right now. The best one available is Jack Cohn out of Notre Dame. Total just pro-style, stick-in-the-mud type of quarterback. Would not really translate well to the NFL, I'd have to imagine. Uh, E.J. Perry the fourth out of Brown is there. Chris Oladuk. Aladukin out of South Dakota State is there. Uh, Mike Beaudry out of Idaho. Dustin Crum out of Kent State. So it's based very off of these picking. names, very Tom, slim picking. based off of these names here, this gives me the inclination. If you know, say the hypothetical that we've done so far is reality. Say this is how the draft goes for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Then I think. At this point, if you're in the seventh round of the draft, the Steelers are going to say, there's no need for us to take a quarterback here. Let's go out. Let's get a Josh Rosen. Let's get someone mm-hmm. who we know is just going to be a guy to compete, to just to add to the to the room, but won't actually take away from Mason's spot as number two or Mitch's spot as number one. Won't actually challenge them for either. There's no reason to get a guy here that you know won't make your team. I, I can't imagine this seventh-round quarterback. I mean, maybe you maybe he does make your team right. simply because he's a quarterback, but he's not going to be a contributor in any way. So let's go take a wide receiver. Why not, right? Yeah, sure, why not? Javon Highlight out of Coastal Carolina. I mean, he's the number 233 prospect. We're picking at 241. Let's just take this guy. You sure, know? why not? Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be the first time that the Steelers approached a uh Coastalish Carolina looking right at you, Mr. Alex Highsmith. <laughs> so we'll take the wide receiver just because why not? You can always use some wide receiver depth. And that will round out our draft here. To recap before we wrap up the episode, Chris Olave, wide receiver, was our number one overall pick. Has potential to be a star for sure. Kyler Gordon, the corner out of Washington, was our second pick. Matthew Butler, D-tackle, was third. A safety was fourth. Fifth and sixth, we decided to go back-to-back tackles, so we really added some depth and youth at that spot of the offensive line. And then we took a wide receiver, Javon Highlight, and the very last pick of the draft. So two wide receivers, book ended, one at the mm-hmm. beginning, one at the very end. We took a corner and a safety, got some D-tackle help, and really improved that offensive tackle room. So really trench-heavy draft for Mock Draft 3.0 with three guys going in those trenches, but... I, I, I got to be honest with you, Jacob. I think the mock draft we did in 2.0, where Linderbaum was our first round pick, I think that was a more attractive draft to me. But uh, it's not a terrible one right here. I wouldn't be upset. I'd give this, if this is how it played out in draft day, I'd probably give it like a B minus. You know, we've made progress, right? Because draft 1.0, we went with Kenny Pickett, but that was <laughs> because that was done that was right like when the February report came out. 2nd yeah. or something that we did that. So. We we're you know the draft process the mock draft processes process is all about learning is all about it's all also about the timing of it as well you know the no Steelers question. are a completely different team from the time that we did our first mock draft to today so yeah I don't hate it I kind of like the fact that you were able to snag a Linderbaum at twenty in our last one that was obviously a steal for the Steelers 
But Olave still, I, like I think that steal for the Steelers. Good work, there you Jacob. Go. I, I I still think Olave could be a huge contributor early on. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but I, I do think Kyler Gordon. As a cornerback, I mean, maybe he won't be a starter because you have your starter. But you don't need him to be. That's it. No, right, right, right. All right, that'll do it for this episode in Mock Draft 3.0 of the Steelers Standard. Our next episode, we're getting back into our power ranking series. We only did quarterback so far. What's the most obvious position to work to next? Well, the guy that lines up right behind the quarterback. So we'll power rank our top 10 running backs in the NFL right now. I'm sure there's going to be a black and gold member on those lists, so make sure you tune into that. But for Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Opperman, and we'll talk to you on the next Steelers Standard.